You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio Weekly. I'm Joe Swanson. This episode of the show is brought to you by Sullen Clothing, Kingpin Tattoo Supply, and Inky's Tattoo Products. You can check out new episodes of the show and the Sullen Radio blog at sullenradio.com. If you're interested in getting tattooed by me, please email me at joe at sullenradio.com. I'm Joe Swanson. This is Sullen Radio Weekly, and this is my talk with tattooer Josh Duffy. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. My guest today is Josh Duffy out of Arizona. What's up, man? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing really well, man. Just uh, excited. Took a week off of the show and um, after I got back from Palm Springs, just kind of recouped and then um, back into it, man. So... This should, I think um, Danny Lepore is going to drop this, uh, should have already dropped by the time, you know, this episode, people are hearing this, and then uh, you're right after that, and we're back in the swing of things, so it's awesome, good. Awesome, man. Yeah. How, how's your, uh, how, how was Palm Springs for you, man? Palm Springs was awesome. Uh, it was a super chill show. It was mellow. Um, I had a lot of fun, met a lot of really cool people that I'd been looking forward to meet, and uh, yeah, we had a great time, man. You were right there, man, right right in the mix with a row of people that were killing it, man. I mean, everybody that was right there in that string of on that back wall with you. I mean, the whole show was great. You know, everybody there is is, you know, most of them are well-respected artists and, and well, na- you know, well known. And um, but, man, you were right with a bunch of killers right there. And I think there was a lot of killers uh, all around that show. It was like um, it was kind of like a, a sleeper of a show, man, because no one had any idea, mm-hmm. you know, the, the amount of talent that was going to be there. And it was, uh, it's definitely awesome. Dude, it's, it's year two for that show. And it's, um, they, I think they have hit all the kind of right elements with a show. You know, you have it right in, excuse me, the same location that the hotel's at. So you don't got to drive anywhere. It's, um, a pool, pool party. People want to party. Um, there was some stuff that was, uh, like I had my kids, so, um, the hotel jumped right on it when the pool was 21 and up and my kids are hanging out with me, wanted to swim. Um, they gave us passes to the water park, you know, then for the next day, all day for free. And, um, so, you know, they, those little hiccups, like with a show, um, to see how the, the hotel and venue responds to it, man, it was, it was cool. We had a great time. And it was uh, it was a really fun show. I think that one's going to be one of those that people are just it's going to get bigger and bigger every year. Definitely. So, do you like to travel to uh, like to travel to conventions? Stay pretty close to where you're where you're at. I know you got the new shop now, so. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like a love hate thing. Um, I feel like I do my best work at the shop because just because I'm more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little easier for me to work with with a lot less going on, but. Uh, on the same hand, I find a lot of inspiration uh, going to these conventions because there's just so much, so many cool artists and, and so much going on. And there's so much to learn and take in. So mm-hmm. that's the aspect I do like about traveling. Um, what I don't like is that I'm away from the family and, and my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure, man. It's, you know, everybody is different on that. You know, some guys I talk to, they love that being in the mix. You know, a guy like Mies is doing 50-something shows a year, some crazy uh, amount, loves it. You know, it's like, in, that's his element. You know, it seems like he, he yeah. thrives in that. And, you know, other guys like yourself like to get back in that zone. 
being a shop. How's your shop set up, man? T- talk about your new shop, how that came about, um, what's you know where that is in in the step of your career with with where your work's at. Uh, well, I've always wanted to have a shop of my own, just a, a place to call home. Um, it took a long time for me to uh, really want to open a shop. Um, as soon as I hit my 10-year mark last year, I felt that it was time. <clears throat> so now that I've been tattooing 10 years, I feel like I'm not a, so much of a junior anymore. Sure. And it was just time to get out of my own and, and do my own thing, play by my own rules. Yeah, man. No, that's good. How, how, uh, how long have you been working on that project? And, and the shop is now open, running on a day-to-day, right? Yeah, we've been open for uh, over four months now, cool. about five months now. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it was definitely a process to get it open, you know, waiting for permits and, you know, just gathering all the necessities that we needed for the shop. And, uh, but it, it pulled together in the end. So yeah, I'm happy to have it open and, and happy to have people coming in the door and, and people like coming here. It's a nice, comfortable atmosphere. It's nice. It's elegant. You know, yeah. it's everything. It's basically everything I wanted. Definitely, so. man. Um, how was that for you? How was that process for you? I've talked to a couple different guys you know, Ralph Neinweiler, who was building the shop, and Ivano Natali, who was building the shop. And they were thriving in that creativity of it and creating something that was for them, you know. Did you find yourself, um, is that the type of person you are, man, getting into that? As, how is that balance, you know, because you're, you're doing such stellar work, which I know takes a lot of commitment on the day-to-day to put those projects together. How did you balance that work, you know, the work and the, and the building of the shop? See this gentleman right here? <laughs> this is Anthony Barco. He's the manager of Black Castle. And this, <laughs> this guy uh, handles everything for me so that I can focus on the artwork, you know? That's great. Because I think it takes uh, a, a good team to make things run smooth. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's something that a lot, a lot of the top tattooers that I talk to say, you know, it takes a strong team. You know, you got a guy like Jose Perez Jr. who is is innovating and doing a lot of that stuff, like the media stuff. And he's hired somebody that's a you know, videographer or that does that, you know, I mean, he wants to put out that kind of quality stuff. And he said he, you know, would trip over his own feet a lot of times for years trying to do that same stuff. And he would just, you know, a buddy was doing it maybe for a trade or this, you know, it wasn't the professional. And he stepped his game up to the point where he's hiring a professional, you know, media person. And he's got his, you know, assistants and that team of strong individuals who can tackle those projects right there with you, man. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's where the industry's going, man. What do you think about this? You know, you've been tattooing for 10 years. Oz, man, you've been tattooing for, um, 20 years, you know, close to 20. Um, <laughs> you know, you came up around the same time with me in, in, uh, the, the mid nineties, you know, what's yeah. it like for you guys to be operating in this, in this industry right now? You know, it's so dynamic. Well, it's definitely a lot more professional. It's not so, uh, I don't know, street shop oriented nowadays, which is a great thing because uh, people expect a higher caliber of artwork. And uh, it's not, you know, the artwork is just better. And, and with the artwork, with all the practice and the experience that goes in with it, um, it costs a lot more. And, and uh, I don't know, it's just, it's growing. It's, it's better this way. It's, it's better on a professional level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that it allows those opportunities to um, be taken advantage of the business opportunities, the um, the marketing and the ability to connect and and run your business properly. You know, 
um, before shit, man, when we came up, it was what was on the walls kind of, and, and flash was drove the business. It was more technician and blue collar. And it seems like it's become, you know, definitely something different and, and more in line with fine art and, you know, the, but not to take away from that too, because that's where we all started. And that's, uh, I, I got a lot of love for that. Mm -hmm. you know? I have so much love for the old school way. Yeah. So, and it's yeah. still, I mean, shit, man. You know, Oz, you could talk about it a little bit. Like, it's still there. You know, there's still guys that are in street shops day to day, busting out Flash, you know, doing it in all over this country and all over the world. You know, it's just, I find there might be, and man, maybe this is just me coming from where I'm at right now, but I see that there's the there's a disparity between, like, guys that are doing high-end, like, high-caliber work and there's the street shop guys and that gap is getting bigger and bigger, I think, you know, and you, you kind of got to make your, you're going to make your way. Either you're going to jump up to that next level or you're going to stay doing street shop stuff. And, um, you know, Oz, you're pumping your work up, you into the creepy, the black and gray, the dark stuff, great environment to be working with a guy like Josh Duffy doing that. Um, but you worked back in those flash days. How do you view made that transition and what do you think those elements, you know, that, that, create success for you have been uh, it's a lot of hard work man a lot of hard work that's the first fucking answer everybody gives me you know what i'm saying like listen to that people people listen to the podcast this is what you're going to hear over and over and over again from artists who are at the top level you know hard fucking work yeah it's just non-stop all the time always got to be on it man at yeah. the end of the day it all comes down to putting other things aside and making your artwork and your career your priority you know, it's, it's not finding other hobbies to, you know, occupy your time while you're not tattooing. If right. you're not tattooing, it's drawing, it's painting, it's, you know, doing stuff like that in between is taking shit and showering. Right. Um, and then straight back to it, you know, it, it, yeah. the people that don't do that, um, it's almost like they're getting kind of phased out, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm picking up a lot here working with him too and just everybody coming in here, guest spotting and everything. It's great. You know, I'm picking up all kinds of stuff. It's yeah. awesome. It's, it's cool, right, to have guest spots and other people coming in. If you're in a – it doesn't matter where you're at. People are always willing to travel. And as long as you can – you know, they can, they can eat a little bit when they get there. Man, I always encourage people that have shops to, to have guests come through because, you know, or go in guest spots somewhere because you learn so much, you know, from just being around different people. Um, it, it's such a cool – such a cool thing that we have with what we do is we can go around to anywhere in the world and tattoo, you know, drop into any city and start making money. Absolutely. You'll see me around a lot. I'm on it. Do you like <laughs> traveling? I love it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Where was the last stop? What was the last place you went and what was, uh, I was just at Palm Trees with them. Okay. So that was the last one. It was an awesome show. I had a great time. Definitely, man. Definitely. What You're about right. it was Great row to work in. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it was it was it was a cool room. You know, there was a buzz about that place during the the contest time. You know, um, being around that, just as an observer, I was there hanging out in the booth, selling booth, walking around, networking for the show, and and just kind of observing. And man, it was cool to see. I've been to a lot of conventions, and it was cool to see how much people were into the into the contest and into this and into that during the times that they were going on and. Um, definitely a cool, definitely a cool experience. So it's hard, it's hard when those, sh when shows, when you go to a show and it doesn't have that same kind of vibe, you know, maybe it's a little slow or a little this or a little that, but again, that's where the hard work comes in 
and you got to push through those times. So, what's up? What's uh, what's up next in the in the shop with you, Josh? You're getting settled into this place. It's been open about four months. Um, where do you see things going for you? Uh, just focusing on artwork. So hopefully, uh, just becoming a better artist than I am today. Yeah. What projects you got going on right now? Uh, well, right now we're just awaiting our grand opening, uh, which is coming up on August 26th, and it's going to be a huge art show. And uh, we have so many amazing artists. We have about a little over 70 artists that are going to be in the show. And I'm, I'm absolutely honored to be able to have these guys here and show, the, show their artwork here. Yeah, walk, down, walk, the event, or walk through the event for me. How is it going to go down? It's an art show, grand opening, um, times, dates, places. Well... Here we go. Grab that flyer. <laughs> I got a nice flyer right here. Nice. August 26, 2015. August 26, 2015. Uh, it's going to start at 5, and we're going to end around 10. Well, probably not, but that's what it <laughs> says on the flyer. But we're going to have a good time, and uh, we're just going to have you know music playing and, and show the, the pieces in a nice atmosphere yep. and uh, just have a good time. And we're going to have drinks, and hopefully a lot of people come and uh, have some fun with us and celebrate what we've worked so hard to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's cool when those projects like a shop, I mean, as big as a shop come together and you can kind of sit back and watch it, you know, now grow and, and become something, um, starts getting the vibe in there, you know? So that's a good thing, man. It's, it's really cool. You got a couple, well, you got one painting coming up for, um, the art of the show, uh, event that's coming up on August 15th. You did a painting of a, a cool, pretty cool machine. Um, and then you also have uh, the Blooming with Autism, which we uh, show that, and that's coming up. That's um, Big Gus is affiliated with that, and and um, we talked about that on the when he was on the podcast. So talk about those projects, man, and, and what they mean to you, what it, how you got involved with them, and, and uh, maybe a little bit about how those pieces came together. Well... Um, I have a lot of good friends in the industry that uh, have a really good heart and they get involved with uh, some really good projects that help families that really need it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no problem uh, putting, putting forth uh, effort to help these people in any way that I can. And being an artist, it's easy to just throw something together and, and make a little bit of money for them, you know, mm-hmm. whatever I can do to help. And, and I'm always there to help my friends. So. Yeah. Did, did you know the, um, the machine builder that, that built that machine with the, it's a cool ass little machine with the, it looks like a little rock and roll skeleton, skeleton hand. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Cooper is the one that did that. And, uh, he's out in Yucca Valley in California, but, uh, yeah, we, we became friends, uh, through getting tattooed. I was tattooing him and we just hit it off, man. He's a really cool dude. Um, and he owns, uh, was it solid tattoo out there? Okay. Yeah, he, he did own three shops, right? He's yeah, got two shops. Down two, I think. He's got two yeah. shops out there. He's got liquid and solid tattoo out in Yucca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. It's um, how, how long does those kind of projects take you? Like a painting like that that you're that you're doing, you're balancing that shit too, man. On top of all the all this shit, so. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like five paintings going on at once. <laughs> yeah, is so that how you work? You work like a multiple ones at the same time. Yeah. And you start forgetting about certain paintings that you started working on because you, the excitement dies and then you'll pick it up like a month later and then you'll be excited about it again. Yeah. But um, it's funny how it works because uh, this this project with the machine started, uh, I want to say, late last year or earlier this year, January or something like yep. that. We got informed about it. 
and and here I am. I just you know finished the painting. <laughs> right. And it's you know due on the fifteenth. I'm sending it out this weekend. So <laughs> you know, last minute Charlie every time. But as soon as you give me a deadline, man, I'll push it. I'll get it done. Right. Exactly. So. That's a man. I'm the same fucking way, dude. If if we don't have something on a, a date in the books. Like, I'm not going to do that drawing or I'm not going to do that painting. It's It's got to be there as a deadline for me, too, man. I'm yeah. the same way. <laughs> I think it, it, it is like that, right? You get you you get into something and if it's like I just picked up a, a painting talking about that. I just picked up a painting yesterday and started working on it again that I hadn't worked on in a few months. And again, yeah, you get excited again about it. And but before and I'd seen that shit laying over here in the studio how many times walking by it and just be like oh man i don't even want to jump back on that shit and you then you one day it just hits you jump on it and it's fucking you know you get into it again so that's fun man yeah definitely fun getting back with a fresh eye man definitely definitely you do a lot of um you do a lot of hand-drawn stuff do you like that more than the stencil or is it kind of what the project calls for i enjoy it more um I mean, these days everybody wants like these pretty, pretty women, and uh, it's not something that I feel comfortable with uh, freehanding. Um, I know a lot of people do it, but uh, if it's going to be a pretty face, it's got to be perfected, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I will stencil that, but um, a lot of the stuff I like to do is freehand. Yeah. What, what do you find? It's just been something that over the years that you've developed. I know how my freehand stuff developed and it was kind of out of necessity of working in a street shop and not being prepared as a young man for the appointments that I had that day and having to jump on the thing with, you know, freehanding tribal on and freehanding this skull on and, you know, oh, you want a rose and a dagger? Okay, let's just get on it. Um, How did that develop for you? Was it something early on that you took to? Uh, Well, when I first started tattooing, um, same as you, I didn't really stencil. I just drew everything on, and um, and then when I, I really started getting into it, I started stenciling mm-hmm. a lot more. And then, um, I don't know, I just go back and forth just depending on which project I was doing, whether I would stencil or whether I would freehand, whether I would hand draw on, on a page and then stencil that out, you know. Yeah. It just depends. Def- definitely, man. How'd you end up in Arizona? Um, just wanted a change of uh, pace pretty much for the family, uh-huh. career, work, everything, just life in general. I just needed to mellow out and calm down because I was getting pretty stressed out. If you're a professional tattoo artist, check out Kingpin Tattoo Supply at kingpintattoosupply.com. Kingpin has everything you need to run your tattoo business. They carry products from dope companies like Bishop, Eternal, and Union Machine. Since 1996, Kingpin has been taking care of artists. Call them direct at 1-800-585-6651 or order online at kingpintattoosupply.com. You were where, where at before um, Arizona? You moved there from uh, Vegas? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, okay. Yeah, born and raised in Los Angeles. I've been there for uh, 33 years. So. Damn, so you were, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's hustle and bustle over there, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, it's nonstop. Yeah, just being down there, you know, for the, I don't mind L.A. at all. You know, I like being down there and, and spending time, but it is a completely different ballgame driving around L.A., than driving around even up here in the bay you know bay area and and stuff it's nowhere near the kind of you know level that la is and um it's a different it's a different animal so i'm sure arizona's is a nice relief yeah it definitely is there's a lot of hustle bustle in uh in la i love la 
don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, that's my birthplace. That's where I grew up. Um, but I just needed something more mellow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard being an artist and focusing when you don't even want to step outside because it's just madness. <laughs> right. You know, all the helicopters going over and, you know, tons of cars coming down the street. And now I live out in the middle of nowhere and it's beautiful. <laughs> Completely engulfed and focused on my artwork. So, yeah. What's your favorite thing about Arizona that, that's different? Is it that? Is it the being secluded? Is it um, how you dealing with the heat? Shit sounds crazy. Uh, the heat's not that bad, man. It's not? Everybody that's out here, they just say, ah, oh, it's a dry heat. <laughs> but it's not bad, man. I mean, 110 sounds pretty bad, but you walk outside, it's just warm, you know? Yeah. Um, back in L.A., like on a 90-degree day with, with the humidity the way it is, it felt like 110 anyways. Right. You know, I was sweating more in L.A. than I was than I do out here. So No shit. How did you got this wonderful A.C., so. Right, exactly, man. You know, that's the one thing I learned when I first went to Vegas was like, it doesn't matter how hot it is outside. Nobody's outside. Everybody's yeah. inside, you know. Well, and I'm sitting in a chair drawing on people all day anyways, so, you know, right. what do I need to be outside for? Exactly. What, uh, what was it about Arizona, man, that uh, – what was it about Arizona that drew you to that spot? Uh, it's just the, the people, man. Um, the price of living, uh, just everything. It's just so much more mellow out here. It's clean. Yeah. You know, yeah. the landscaping is beautiful. There's just not really anything to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It, it, it sounds, you know, sounds nice to be it's such a difference, you know, from the L.A. hustle and bustle to that. It's got to be nice to kind of reduce that chatter and get to focus, you know, like that. Right. So it reduces a lot of different stresses. Like even set, like you're even saying the, the cost of living, you know, it, it reduces all that stress, you know, because you're not you're not into it. You know, the nut every month isn't as big. So it's it can uh, you can definitely feel the freedom of that. Definitely. Um, so you, you just got back from uh, Palm Springs as well. Do you have any other uh, things coming up where you're going to be traveling? Or? Uh, well, we're going to do Hell City here in uh, Phoenix, okay. um, which is going to be a huge deal for us because, you know, we're a brand new shop out here. And so we're going to have a double booth there. And, of course, I did the artwork for Hell City, which I'm really proud about. I'm stoked on it. And I'm, I'm happy that, and honored that Derp even had me do it. Yeah. So uh, that's really cool. And uh, we're, we're really looking forward to that and we're excited to be there um i'm also going to be doing london tattoo convention okay. in uh, september and uh i love that show uh we like to consider it the super bowl of tattoo conventions it's yeah. just uh, so much talent from all around the world and all these artists that you only read about you know from uh, uh europe and in the surrounding areas it's just so many amazing artists so yeah man it's you're hitting the big shows you know hell city is one it was such a pleasure hearing um, Durb. I, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him, but um, Keith Caramello had him on his podcast, and and it was cool to hear him speak about putting on Hell City and what is involved in that, and just the man professionalism that comes across with that guy, and and um, the business savvy. It's cool to see somebody's show that's in the business like that and that deep and that respected doing so well every year they've expanded it what now to two shows uh, one yeah. in, one uh <clears throat> it, you know where it's normally at and and uh, another one where's the second show it's just coming up here isn't it um in arizona or some somewhere yeah, right out there it's in phoenix at the uh the biltmore yeah uh, which is an amazing resort and and that's what makes it 
my favorite convention in yep. the world because you're going to not only tattoo with all these amazing artists and get to be in the atmosphere and converse with them, but you're doing it at a resort. Like there's six pools there. Like it's amazing, man. It's just a good time. And wow. it's, it's beautiful there. That's awesome. So I, mean, I don't, I don't know any other uh, tattoo convention that offers something as nice as that. What, what was, uh, what was it like going to London for the first time and, and doing some of those international shows as you, as you started to gain momentum with your career and being able to hit some of those places? Very nerve wracking. <laughs> it was so there. And you realize just how small you are and, you know, like, um, you're just a guppy, like all these heavy hitters and all these amazing, you know, um, artists that have so much history. Like, uh, the first year that I went there, um, we we're directly on the other side of the wall from, uh, Philip Lou and I'm, my mind was blown, you know, I, I didn't even, I was speechless. So, and I was shaken. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's crazy, right? I mean, you know, you, you are putting out such amazing work yourself and I mean the the one that the piece that strikes me man that I first one of the first pieces I saw that was just like holy fuck like who did this you know piece was the was the piece on the stomach with the the skeletons riding the horse and there's some biomech stuff on the uh the chest man and so amazing and you're putting that kind of stuff out and you're getting starstruck around Philip Lou, you know, because we see what that guy's done on over the course of his career, putting out bodysuits of that high caliber stuff, you know, over and over and over again, drawing it on, doing a back piece in a weekend at a, at a convention that's spot on, you know, it's fucking amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, who, who else, um, who else blows your mind, man? Who are your influences? Like, as you look at people that influence your work or even your artwork or just that you like looking at? <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, it's, it's really hard to say these days. <laughs> I mean, you know, the level of talent out there, it's every, every day you're, you know, looking around, you see someone that just blows your mind. So yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to say. I just want to say that everybody really inspires me in this industry, everybody that works hard. And um, it doesn't matter what style of tattooing because I find joy in looking at so many different styles. Yeah, so man. It's, you know, but I mean, uh, for, for me, um, the two guys that, that I really look up to the most, and it probably is, you know, really apparent when you look at my work, um, is Victor Portugal and Carlos Torres. Yeah. Like yeah, those dudes, they Vic, do it for me. Yeah. Victor Portugal is a bad motherfucker. You know, Danny Lepore just got, um, his back done by him over three days. And he was talking about that last week on the show, man. What a kill! What a killer! You know, he's. I think he's one of those guys that that is innovating in that that real big black and gray style. You know, with the kind of stuff that he's doing with the negative space things and three dimensional stuff. I mean, so killer. Yeah, man. And, and I mean, Carlos Torres just another uh, a monster. You know, he's doing such cool, distinguishable work. You know, and that's one thing that's so difficult these days. I think to distinguish yourself from other artists or, you know, and maybe you speak on this too, Oz, like um, as you're trying to, to gain momentum and, and build a body of work that's noticeably yours, you know, how do you do that? And how do you make your way in this industry of, of giants, you know? I'm standing right next to him right here. <laughs> you put yourself around those giants, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You got to put your face out there, you know? Yeah, just got to be in faces and show your work and work hard. 
you like Instagram, you like the social media aspect of, of the business these days or? Uh, it does what it does, you know, it works. I, I do it just because, you know, it's, I like people to see what I'm doing, definitely showing my work and trying to get out there, you know. Is it um, overwhelming? I mean, you kind of hesitate when you say, oh, you know, yes. I like it a little bit, but. Sometimes it is, yeah, for sure. It's a, you just got to keep up on it, you know, it's a lot to do. Yeah. It's, it's just work, you know. Right. I think it's um, it's one of those things where you know we we're used to updating our portfolio every couple months, and now yeah. you're updating your portfolio every day. Do you know that what I mean? Sense. Or or you're updating your your personality profile essentially, what you who you are, what your art is, um, how people are going to perceive you every day. You know, it's it's wild, man. How how networked we are with people. Like you said, I came up in the '90s, man. It's a lot different. <laughs> I have like, portfolio in forever. I know, man. Me too. Like it's uh, it's definitely wild. I think the last one I put together was when I went over to Hawaii like a few years ago. Uh, you know, I I brought one out there with me, but that was yeah, like probably five years ago. I did that, and you know, now it's website or I send somebody. Yeah, you know, I send somebody to the to the website or Facebook or I link up with them on Instagram, and you know, that's all the current stuff. Even the website that I have on Sullen Radio, I, I'm not sure if it's aggregated from my Instagram. But it's, you know, that's where you're going to get the most current is, is Instagram these days, you know. And um, like somebody said, you know, many people have said on the podcast, it's like a new magazine, new tattoo magazine every day or, or whatever thing you want to look at. Yeah, absolutely. It's the easiest way. That's for sure. Yeah. It's quick, you know. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's nice. Like I said, many people have connected that way and, and built relationships, traded paintings, you know scheduled guest spots it's it's definitely a lot of guys just book right off of that you know they're not even using their you know a cell phone or an email or or a website or a shop phone no more they're using dm you know dm me and i'll get you in right direct email Email. (laughs) my dm doesn't even work i don't care to update it (laughs) (laughs) there you go i can receive messages i just can't send them and it sucks I'm not really an Instagram guy. I, I post stuff on there. I don't post any personal family stuff yeah. or any views that I have. I just post work, and I think that's that's about all I do too. Is just work. Yeah, much. I think that's all anybody needs to know about me. Unless <laughs> or shop pictures with all of us in it. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. come get tattooed and hang <laughs> yeah. out, man. I'm I'm stoked to hang out with anybody. So you know? it's definitely that medium that's that's um, being hyped right now. You know, like I was thinking about it before you know around 2009 there was a bunch of blogs there was around that same time tumblr kind of got big for a minute and um what else has there been man it's just kind of seemed to kind of go yeah, the Fiuse. did the, you see that one uh-uh Fiuse, where we're like uh the whole picture moves it's like instagram oh no shit but i did it i did it for like a month and i was like man this sucks instagram just like load done all right cool yeah so they make <laughs> hey, it easy yeah have you have you fucked with periscope that's what people are into i get like look man i i have periscope on my phone i think i've maybe done one video of me walking my dogs and i was like i just don't get the i just don't get you know i just don't there's one more thing that i gotta fucking keep up on like i'm doing i do this podcast i want to put more on youtube shit like that but goddamn, you want me to videotape myself all day too like it's it gets right. a little like to me that's the part that gets overwhelming i like the opportunities that these platforms can give us but it's like sometimes it's like okay 
how much can I really get involved with this stuff because there's something new is going to come out next week, you know. But um, what's uh, what's what's going on today? You booked up today, man. You you what's the day to day for you? Well, today I'm going to go watch my son's soccer game. Oh, right so, on. Yeah, as soon as we're done here, I'm headed out to go catch his game, and, uh, and then we're going to come back and take care of shop stuff and get ready for this big event coming up. Yeah, man, so. that's that's awesome, dude. It's uh, it's pretty amazing to be able to to be able to have that kind of kind of shit. Who who are you excited to see that's coming from a little ways away? That uh, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people everybody, coming, but uh, uh, everybody, honestly, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just have a good time hanging out with everybody and you know that's that's just it. I just want to see what everybody's doing and get inspired myself, you know. Yeah. Do you see your work pushing in a certain direction right now? Are you playing with textures, you know, the smoothness, whatever else that you're uh, messing with your equipment at all like machine-wise or are you still on the same stuff? Machines, yeah, like I I have three machines that that I use that I'll that I'll go back and forth with. And some more than others, <clears throat> but I love Neotats, Inkjecta, and uh, my Dark Times machines mm-hmm. uh, from Victor. And uh, everything else has kind of taken a back seat, but <clears throat> those, those machines have stayed true to me. Yeah. And I work the best with them. So. so all rotary, are you cartridge, all cartridge as well? No, uh, well, the Dark Times machines are coil. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I do, I do uh, use coils. Like, it just depends on my mood, how I'm feeling that day, what the yeah. piece requires. So... Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to like single it out and go, I'm all coil or I'm all rotary. Like, you know, I've been back and forth like my whole career um, up until about five years in of tattooing. It was all coil machines. Mm-hmm. And then I used a rotary, didn't like it, went back to coil, gave it a, a different rotary a shot and then ended up liking that a little bit, got stuck on it and then would go back and forth. And then I was stuck on rotary for a good three years before even turning back to coil. Yeah. And now yeah. back on coil again. So you know, it's yeah. a constant struggle. <laughs> Definitely, man. I, I dig it though. I dig options that we have, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit the same back and forth. I started messing with, um, rotaries a few years ago and liked aspects of them, liked them more for shading than I did for lining. Couldn't really get the hang of, of lining with, there was one in particular that I did line with and it was okay. But, um, and then there was a handful of them that I would just use to stipple, but that's that's it. I didn't like lining with them. I didn't like even shading with them. But they stippled like a motherfucker. And uh, but now I'm using. I got a uh, couple bishops from Franco that I love, and um, I, I like using those. I use this Axis Rotary from Kingpin, which man, I was suspect of that machine at first. You know, it, it's it was built by a guy who's just an engineer, and I think his wife is a tattooer. So it came from a different, you know, not a tattooer's mindset. Maybe just ideas from a tattooer, you know, and an engineer's mindset. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot and see what I think. And God damn, man, it's the only, it's the only, well, that and a stippling machine are the only machines I brought to Palm Springs just in case I was going to tattoo. You know, it's, I line with it, I shade with it. It's, um, it's a dope little machine, man. And I'm excited for that kind of stuff to be popping up, you know, affordable shit that's, that really is functional, man. You know, you're, you're not making as much trauma, you know, that's a big thing for, for me. Like if people are busting through these, you know, these tattoos and you're, you're layering and you're, you know, whip shading, whatever you're doing, you're not doing as much trauma if you're, if you're using, you know, a certain machine with a certain setup. And I like that. I like that now, you know, reduces, 
reduces the redness. I mean, I use inkies. And again, I mean, I had a dude in the shop the other day um, tripping out. It's like, holy, I tattooed this older lady with, um, with, uh, on her ankle, which normally, man, and I packed white in, in the, it was a little Grateful Dead skeleton. You can see it on my Instagram. And I packed white through the whole skeleton and let it mellow out for like five minutes. And there's no red around the whole thing. This was just after being done on a, she had to have been in her 60s, you know, skin's not the greatest and it still reduced the redness and swelling so much that you couldn't even tell that, you know, there's a little haze of pink in the white. But other than that, man, it's cool that we got all these options. Yeah, that's that's one of my mainstays. I use uh, inkies during the tattoo as well as uh, flora. And um, I don't know if you've heard of flora, <laughs> but uh, it's owned by Josh Fields. It's just uh, it's been my favorite company for the last four years. And it's all I've been using for the last four years. It, it uh, stops the redness, stops the bleeding, everything. And so, like, I'll tattoo with inkies because it's easier to tattoo with. Yeah. Um, and then during breaks and after the tattoo for aftercare, I'll use the flora, which awesome. is amazing. So yeah. check that out if you get a chance, man. That's by far my favorite, and I, I wish it was uh, more accessible yeah. to the general public because, like, I don't want to see this product go away at all. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I find that you know, it's been over the years and Oz, you can attest to this, like how many different things have we, you know, recommended to people, you know, there's been some mainstays like Aquaphor and, um, you know, for the longest time it was Lubriderm or Eucerin Lotion. And I mean, I've gone through phases where people in the shop were referring, you know, preparation H and all sorts of stuff, man, to people to heal their tattoos. And I find that there's not just one choice anymore. There's more than one choice. And, you know, there's companies that are that are providing these choices to, to people. If you like a cream, like Inkies, for instance, you like a cream, you like a, you know, something a little bit lighter, you like a lotion. Dude, there's options. You like a spray, you know, and it's it's cool because I found that a couple different things have worked for me over the years to heal up my tattoos. I've used man. George Campisi gave me the greatest bit of advice when I went out and guest spotted at Erno's back in. Should have had to have been like 98. And he said, um, cocoa butter, Palmer's cocoa butter. And he's like, man, I healed my stomach with it. Like, and his stomach is full on. Um, I forget the name of the dude who did it, but it was like a, a space scene, you know, and it's, so it's like a lot of black and purple and blue. And um, he showed it to me and I was like, whoa, I'm hooked. You know, I'm going to go get some of that right now. And it works, you know, so it's not just think, one thing. No, it's not just one thing. Um, but I feel at the end of the day, it's all up to the application of the artist. So you could have uh, an artist, you know, apply the tattoo correctly and you can go take a mud bath two days later and that thing's going to heal up flawless. Right. You know, it just comes down to how the tattoo was applied to the skin. Yep. And that's, that's a lot of it. I think I know a lot of, a lot of artists, uh, these days tend to use, um, a lot of large mags and just quickly go through a piece, but when it's healed, it's a whole different story than when you see it in a photo. Mm -hmm. So, um, once again, just application of the artist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Aftercare, aftercare does play a big part in it. Um, but not as big as the application. Right. I mean, if, yeah, you can have somebody hammer in the skin and it's gonna, it's gonna heal up shitty no matter what, how good you take care of it. You know, um, when did you feel like you kind of hit your stride with understanding, more in depth that idea of this application and, and when did your application get to the point where you started seeing a difference um 
it was towards the end of working with, uh, with Mike DeVries. Mm -hmm. uh, he taught me a lot about um, application. And actually, before that, uh, the shop that I worked at was with uh, Big Five, who's the owner of Union Machine yeah. in Electric. Mm -hmm. And um, he taught me so much about like uh, solid tattoo work because he's a traditional artist. So I learned a lot of traditional tattooing. And um, I think once I learned the traditional uh, tattooing and I was doing like larger pieces and um, and I was doing that color every day and the line work. And I think that really helped me understand what a solid tattoo should look like mm -hmm. so that when it when it went back to black and gray and I was doing the realism, I knew exactly how to pack those tones. And then uh, later on after that, working with Carlos Torres, man, he saturates every tiny little tone, every uh, half drop and one drop is all saturated and it heals up beautifully. So I don't know, man, it's, it's been a progression. Right. Yeah. It's fun to see that when it starts becoming successful, right? You know, you start yeah. seeing those, those elevations in your game. And, um, you know, I was in the, along that row that we're talking about at Palm Springs that you were tattooing in Mike, Mike DeVries was right there. And I, he's doing this huge, uh, Jesus piece. And I, I walk up and I'm like, Hey man, I love, you know, how that's like, you're using the opaque gray, you know, it looked, it was so fucking saturated with a watered down black and, and, and gray that it looked opaque, man. It, it looked like he had taken some battleship gray, you know, maybe mixed that down a little bit and used that. And I'm like, he's like, Oh no, man, this is just a mix. I'm like, fuck yeah. Mike. Like, Holy shit, dude, that is so smooth. dope. Oh yeah. So smooth, you know, and detailed, you know, it's, it's not just these big smooth fields. It's detail within that too, you know? And I think, man, getting to a place where you can, you can balance that and mix that those real fine details and those big, you know, in those big areas and these big projects, fuck dude, it looks so killer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what guys like Philip Lou have been doing for forever. You know what I mean? Like that guy has, you know, the, the scales in his dragons or the hair in his, on his dragons, you know, um, are fine detail and you have the body and the, and the claws that are these huge, you know, these huge things that are just so dynamic. Um, it's a mix, man. It's so cool. Definitely, man. So ta tattooing is, is, uh, definitely one of these things that, um, it's exciting. I see it. I, I think I say it every fucking podcast, man, it's exciting industry to be in right now. And, and it's exciting to be a part of, you know, the community too, of artists that are, you know, like-minded and, and want to see the art progress and want to see, you know, businesses be successful and, and the business side of things progress too. You know, I don't think we have to lose history or nostalgia to jump into 2015, you know? No, not at all. No. That's what, that's what brought us to here. So thank you to everyone who's listening to the show. I hope you're enjoying it. This is the last interruption, but if you'll be in the Los Angeles area on Saturday, August 15th, please check out Tattoos Cure Cancer presents The Art of the Machine. Tattoo machines and paintings from artists like Josh Duffy, Union Machines, Corey Norris, and Yanni Vera, plus music from tattooer Corey Miller and legendary skateboarder Steve Alva's band Powerflex 5. Saturday, August 15th at the Black Rose Tavern in L.A. Come check out Tattoos Care Cancer presents The Art of the Machine, a benefit to support St. Jude Children's Hospital. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Man, Oz, you came up tattooing in uh, Michigan or you're from there or where did you start tattooing, dude? Uh, I'm from Michigan, but I didn't start tattooing until I joined the military, which was in uh, Georgia. That's where I started. Okay. Then I uh, 
stationed in Guam, worked in a shop there. That was the first shop I ever worked at. It's pretty cool working overseas and worked in shops in Germany, a bunch of different places, man. It's really cool. Been yeah. around the world. Did, did you find that there were shops like um, because you were in the military, were you was that most of your clientele, like American military or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when I opened my shop in Vegas, that was uh, a lot of my clientele was military. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just uh, worked on a lot of military. Yeah, I've came up, man, I came up doing the same, dude. I, I started a shop in Monterey or Marina, California, which was right next to Fort Ord. In Monterey, they had DLI, which the guy who, Steve Hendricks, who owned the shop, Gold Coast Tattoo, that I started at, he had just opened, like right when I came on, he opened up a a shop on Lighthouse Avenue in Monterey, and it was six blocks from DLI, Defense Language Institute, and um, there was another, some sort of officer's school, like Navy postgraduate school there as well, and dude... It was every every military payday was our payday, dude. It was awesome. Fifteenth, <laughs> yep. At first and the fifteenth, dude. It was it was you you could bank on it. You know? sure. So definitely definitely cool. Well, shit, Josh. I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, anything Joe, else? Uh, yeah, I'd like to introduce you to another one of our artists that just walked in. If you don't mind, absolutely, man. Pump it up. Let's uh, let's hear about it. This is Nate Carnesi. How you doing? How you doing, Nate? Good to good to hear you. Good to hear from you, man. And um, thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah, this dude's a Phoenix native here. I'm lucky to have on the crew, man. Uh, does all uh, like hyper realism, uh, color, neo traditional, like you name it. This guy kills it. So that's awesome. This guy on board, dude. It's cool to have um, you know talking about like this this kind of disparity in the tattoo industry of like guys that are doing real high end stuff and guys that are doing the street shop stuff. You see this small niche of, of artists, and, and maybe um, you fall into this as well a little bit, but guys that are becoming really well-versed at everything. You know, um, This dude, Dominic Taylor, who works with Phlox in San Diego, he's a prime example of this. And if you listen to our podcast, we talked about it from Muse Inc., and he he's, does it, all these different styles at, the, at, at a very high level um, and just fits the project. If somebody comes in and says, yeah, I want this particular project and I want it to be black and gray, well, bam, he pulls out the, the appropriate tools for that. If they want color, if they want lettering, if they want a mix, he can pull out the appropriate skills for that. And I think, um, I mean, that's, all, that's a 90s mentality, man, right, Oz? Like, that was, where, where that was when we came up, we had to do that. We had to do a portrait. You had to do tribal. You had to do traditional. You had to do lettering. I mean, you had to be able to do all that. And I think there's guys that are starting to tattoo at these high levels that are, that are mixing all these different styles. Yeah, man, that's definitely how it is for sure. Do it all. Yep. But you can also, again, like the industry is so dynamic, you can also niche yourself into, uh, which is not a bad thing, you can do one particular style and that's all you do and that's all you're going to show. And I mean... A guy like we spoke about earlier, Mies, you know, he's a dude that in five years has brought himself to a point where he's a lettering artist and that's what he's doing. And he kills it at the highest level. Who kills traditional as well. Right. He he destroys traditional too. So I I know. I mean, and you see it, you know, like every once in a while, like I've seen something he'll post like back, I don't know, months ago, he posted one little thing. Um, I think like a traditional piece that he had done, it's like, whoa, okay. Like he can, he can do other things, but he chooses to do this 
killer mix of West Coast, East Coast lettering that he's kind of, you know, created this big, bold thing. And it's it's really cool to see how much diversity there is, man, in the business right now. You know, you can do almost anything that you want. At the end of the day, I think uh, the key and the goal is to make people come to you because they can't get it anywhere else. So if you can niche yourself into a place where you're the one that's doing whatever you're doing to the best of your abilities that no one can completely duplicate it, then you're golden. Yep. Yep. Definitely, man. Josh, thank you so much, dude, for coming on. Everybody, I appreciate at the shop there um, at Black Castle. Thank you for coming on. Um, tell them again when they can come out. If you're in the Arizona area, area of the shop, where's it at? Where can they come out um, to the grand opening or get a hold of you and, and find out more about your work? We're located in uh, Peoria, Peoria, Arizona, and uh, the grand opening is going to be August 26th, uh, which is a month from now, and uh, it starts at 5, ends at 10, Kinda. and I uh, hope to see you there. <laughs> awesome, man. It's awesome jo- Josh underscore Duffy on Instagram. Peep him out. You, I'm sure all the particulars are right there if you want to look at more of his work and, um, or set something up with him. And, uh, at Black Castle Art Co. Okay. Awesome, man. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. As everybody knows, they can uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else at OG Joe Swanson. Sullen Radio Instagram is at Sullen Radio. Um, and you can find us on Facebook. It's a great place to share the show. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash Sullen Radio. So uh, give those shows a listen, share them, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you again, Josh, man, so much. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at OG Joe Swanson. Thanks to my sponsors. Here's a clip from next week's show of my talk with tattooer Paulo Acuna. Uh, we used to snowboard a lot in the backcountry in Alaska. We'd hike all day and, you know, come down the backside of a mountain or whatever. And a lot of times there was avalanches. Sometimes you're snowboarding basically in front of an avalanche or there's one coming behind you. And that was pretty regular.